Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 69 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston. Tonight, I'm joined in studio by a very special guest uh, who's going to give us a big-time education on anime, Japanese Japanese manga. Am I saying that right? Yep, that's right. And yep. uh, probably a lot of other stuff. And this is going to be one of my hardest interviews. And I told Alex this before the show that this is going to be a tough one for me because I know nothing on the subject. But I know it's a huge... Uh, topic on the internet. I know there's a huge following, so I wanted to bring him on. Uh, so maybe if you guys are like me, you'll learn a little bit more about the subject. Uh, so without further ado, uh, welcome Alex Bernhardt to the show. Yeah, good to be here, Preston. Uh, it's nice uh, when someone takes time out of their day uh, to come on to my show, but I have to say, looking from looking at all the material he brought with him. He did his homework before coming on. Uh, how much time did you take to prepare for this episode? Not as much as you would think. A lot of that stuff I just kind of had on hand and, um, I don't know, reached a few things out of my book self, took some notes for like half an hour. It wasn't bad, really. Well, uh, it's going to be awesome to learn about this stuff. Maybe you can just start off by giving us a little backstory about uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Sure. Well, uh Basically, uh, if the question is like, uh, what is anime? Uh, the short answer is that it's basically a style of uh, Japanese animation. And um, usually it comes from uh, manga, because I can't really talk about anime without first going into manga. <laughs> first thing I'll uh, mention is um, uh, people who are maybe like you who are like completely unaware of like what it is um, uh, should probably know that it, uh, it is Japanese, it's not Chinese. A lot of people kind of like mix that up, uh, two uh, actually pretty vastly different cultures and governments, but uh, that's not really important, but it's Japanese, just FYI. Uh, that's interesting to note because when I did a little research on the internet today, is there a Korean tie? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit, okay. Because I, I looked up the word and basically Japanese manga, they broke it down and it just basically means comic books published in Japan. That's exactly, that correct? that's exactly right. Okay, awesome. So uh, starting off with that, uh, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you brought today. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I just want to also want to add the fact that the Japanese and the Koreans hate each other. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I know, I know nothing about that. Yeah, I don't know why that. that is, but they do. Um, well. So, yeah, the first, uh, first manga I, I uh, brought here is uh, called Devil Man. The reason I started with that is because um, it's um, – Probably one of the oldest ones that I got, like, um, I don't know, like, how far, like, manga really goes back, but definitely, like, quite a ways. Um, uh, Devilman, is that, like, the, the, uh, uh, the copyright date on this is actually a 1972, so this is, like, quite old, if you can see from the camera here. And for those of you listening on, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, Alex is going to be showing us a few, uh, uh, pages from the books that he brought with with him today. And uh, one in- interesting thing to note, and I think you'd previously told me this, when you opened up that book, you opened it up backwards. That's right. And so uh, what is the story behind that? Is that just on translation? And is that hard to get into a book when you're reading it completely backwards? Yeah, it's not like completely backwards, but you do like uh, flip it around. It's not... Yeah, it's it's right to left, not left to right. Like uh, we uh, we read it, but like the bubbles are the comic book the uh, 
audio bubbles are arranged in a way that uh, it actually flows a lot better than you think. But yeah, I, it's kind of funny. It's like I'll put down a manga and then pick up like an American comic, like you know, like I don't know, Batman or something. <laughs> and that's like I have to remember. Oh, it's like it's this way now. So when you open it up and you're reading from right to left, when you open it up. Are you reading from right to left on that page, or do you go, you open it up from right to left and then read left to right? Um, I'll just do a quick demo okay. here. Yep. Basically, uh, yeah. Basically, so yep. when you turn the page like this, yep. you start in like a upper right hand corner like this, and you just go left, and it kind of goes like. All right. So you yeah. go left to right the whole way through. Yep. And does American comics take a lot of uh, inspiration from. The original Japanese manga? Uh, some might, but I don't think so. Okay. And what are your some of your favorite uh, writers? Oh, my favorite writers. Um, probably Kentaro Miura is a big one uh, because uh, he wrote Berserk and uh, just passed away at uh, 53, I believe, or something like that, uh, this past May. He was in his 50s. And... and uh, one of the things that you were telling me about before this show is that when he passed away, the story ended. That's right. And so uh, you said you don't know if he's got a team or anything that's going to be able to continue his comics. But, you, you know, when I think of comics, I think of things like Batman and stuff like that, where when you showed me one page from his book, it was like a piece of art that would have taken, you know, someone a lot of time to get that one page done and you how many how many pages do you think he has wrote in his lifetime I can't tell you how many pages but like chapter 364 like just came out oh my and and was that still it was the one that writing? they were in the middle of oh <laughs> yeah so have you heard for all the fans of what's the comic called uh, berserk are they going to continue that comic we have no idea um i think right now the general consensus is that, yeah, we're hoping to, because basically what happened is that after he passed, he left his uh, uh, well-trained assistants that are, um, you know, well-versed in his art style. I think that they're going to do it, but we're really not sure because there's a lot of, like, licensing stuff that needs to go over and stuff like that. I suppose, and I suppose when he passed away, some of the family got oh, yep. uh, some of the rights to it, and I suppose, well, you know, all that can get very complicated. So hopefully, for the fans' sake... They're able to continue, and hopefully they discussed an ending before. Uh, I don't know if it was a sudden death or, or what, but that sounds like a terrible loss for the uh, community. Yeah, like, I remember, like, waking up that day and, like, opening up on, like, my phone and just seeing that news article, and I was just, like, stunned. I was like, are you kidding me? Right, like because uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Alex was telling me that he is a huge fan. And how long have you been reading his story? Uh, not that long, surprisingly. I would may well, let's see. I would say maybe eight years. Wow. See, for me, for someone who doesn't like reading too much, uh, I have trouble spending a month on a single book. So for someone to read for eight years and be that dedicated, I would consider yourself an expert on the subject. So. I mean, that's how long I've like been into the material, but I kind of pretty like I had to like gather it all together, and then I pretty much read it within like two months. Okay, and that's like forty volumes. <laughs> forty volumes. Yeah. Is what? Oh wow, that's unbelievable. It goes faster than you think, though. Comics are faster than just a regular book. So, 
are the comics for uh, Japan, are they like America, like uh, Batman, where they come up with movies on the comic books or TV shows? Like I know uh, The Walking Dead is a hit. I personally didn't know that it was a comic before it was a show. Um, and the more and more, you know, like uh, um, uh, there's another show, I think it's on Netflix, called The Boys. And I know I after I watched the show, I found out that, hey, that was a comic too. And it seems like there's a lot of shows coming out that are based off of old comics. Is that the same with uh, the Japanese writings? You know, it, it's so weird because like, over here in America, like comic, like comic books, when you think of comic books, it seems to be kind of more like a niche interest, right? Right. Like when you were in high school, it was stereotypically maybe like nerds who read comic books. But like in Japan, it's so weird. Like, it, like manga in Japan is everywhere. Like it's super common. Okay. Yeah. And like, that, weirdly enough, I actually heard this factoid that if you're like driving through Okinawa, there's actually a lot of car accidents because like a lot of people are just like watching anime on like the the tv screens in their vehicles oh really yeah okay so they've got tv screens on their vehicles and when you bring up anime that's just like okay uh, right that's yep. so that would be like the visual adaptation of the manga okay yeah and so uh and that's all tv shows then basically yep is that like because i had some friends in college on the baseball team that liked uh uh, uh i'm trying to think of the name now not pokemon the other one uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that a comic as well? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. See, it, it seems like a lot of people uh, take the comics, turn them into TV shows or uh, or movies, and they become hits. So uh, talk about some of the other books here. It looks like you've got a whole stack. Are these just your favorites? or? Well, okay, my, my reasoning for bringing like, these particular ones is just so I could kind of show you like the evolution over the years of like art styles. Okay. So I showed you Devil Man. That was from like that's an old one. That's from like the 1970s. Um, this one I got here is Rig Veda. This one's from this one's as old as I am. It's uh, from 1992 actually. Um, yeah. Let's see. And for camera. those of you listening, yet again, if you want to see some of the pages that he's showing us, um, head on over to my YouTube channel and uh, you can see how the art has changed over time. And uh, just in your honest opinion, would you say that these books have gotten better over time or do you like the older ones better? I think it really depends on the author. I think, mm -hmm. um, I think, I, uh, let's see, I'd say like my favorite genre is unquestionably like dark fantasy. I think I have like a, okay. a bias like towards that, but I have like uh, actually like Rigveda, the one I just showed is actually a shoujo manga. And what that means is that it's actually kind of, it's weird. It's kind of geared like that. That genre is kind of geared more towards like young women actually. Okay. But it was, I was kind of like caught off guard. I was like, okay, it's, it's got like pretty good reviews. I was like, I was like, what the heck? I'll check it out. And it's actually, you know, it's kind of like a pretty good like action adventure adventure story with yeah, there's like romance in it, but it's actually pretty like violent too. I was like, okay. oh, this is actually pretty good. I was like, so, but it's it's geared towards women. You said, yeah, we're okay, yeah, whereas like, uh, um, if you're like you know questioning people about uh, questioning people about uh, manga or anime, they'll probably bring up like shonen. So like shonen is a of probably the most popular genre it's geared towards like maybe like either young men or like teenage boys like okay. some of the biggest titles of that include like you know naruto and bleach and one piece <laughs> yeah. i'll be honest i haven't heard of any of those but you're talking about different genres of it 
what are some of the, I mean, what are the main ones that uh, you'd say are the most popular? Yeah, well, I guess I was talking, uh, okay, there's a difference between like uh, genre and uh, demographic. I guess I was talking about demographic. Yeah, the Shonen is probably the most popular demographic. Okay. Yeah. Or like, uh, there's like uh, Seinen. Seinen is kind of geared towards a bit like older audiences because it tends to have more like explicit content. Okay. Like Berserk or like Vinland Saga would be examples of that. And uh, are some of the comics, are most of, are any of them based off of true stories or are most of them based off supernatural? Uh... Well, that's why actually I brought uh, uh, No Longer Human here. Okay. Um, this is, uh, well, yeah, since you like asked about authors, um, yeah, another one of my favorite authors is Junji Ito, and uh, he is basically like the Stephen King of Japan. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he writes a lot of like scary stuff, but like No Longer Human is actually mostly based on a true story. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And it's dark. <laughs> oh well, that sounds spooky. I yeah. probably won't be reading that. I don't like that kind of content. But I'll, it... just, I'll show the cover here to the camera. Yep. So. Um, check it out on YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to see the cover. It looks spooky from my perspective. Um, but it is interesting to note that all these comics are not necessarily all fiction. And uh, so it's kind of cool to see that, um, I mean, some of the stuff is based off true events. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Is that most of it? Or see, when I think of anime and uh, comics and stuff. I think of Batman. I think of Spider-Man. I think of stuff like that, the supernatural. Um, but, uh, I mean, you'd be right. I mean, yeah, the vast majority of this fiction, like no longer human is just like one example of like a, a manga that, that had some truth to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, and another thing, uh, Alex brought here, he brought, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's a favorite uh, Japanese beverage, uh, pop. Yeah, it's a, uh, so this is called a. Uh, Actually from Japan. Yeah, I'll just show this. I'll show this to the camera here. Yep, show it to the camera because it's very neat. It's, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I noticed right off the bat, and I don't know if this is just uh, um, coincidence, but their portion sizes. Much smaller than what we have over here in America. <laughs> they are indeed. So what that is is that it's called a uh, ramene, and it's a uh, it's Japanese soda. That's very cool. And uh, does this have any ties to the anime stuff? The or is, is there characters on this, or is this? Uh... Yeah, you can actually see uh, characters from Naruto on there. Although I guess. Oh, cool. Yeah, although I guess this is technically a, a Boruto, which is a I guess a continuation, a side story. I guess you could say. But oh, very cool. Yeah, and. If I, if I look at the characters on the front of this, they look like video game characters to me. Uh, are a lot of these adapted into video games? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Shonen Jump is like a video game that's all... It's basically just a fighting game with a bunch of like Shonen like anime characters in it. Um, or actually, like, oh, Tales of Arise just came out. Um, the Tales series is uh, basically just like, like completely that art style. Very anime, very Japanese. And uh, I would I would assume that would be a very difficult game to make to make it look like the a actual comics uh, to adapt it into a video game. How about like uh, I am a video game player, so I do know some video games. But how about like a video game like Cuphead? Is that based off of something like this? Because I think of that as kind of like a comic book video game, but maybe it isn't. I I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's just like based on like really old like American artwork. Okay. I don't is think it more like Japanese. is it more like uh, 
like Mickey Mouse kind of style artwork. That, that, that's what it kind of reminds me of. That's but, what I uh, would call it, yeah. The one thing I do know about this, this is a side note, nothing to do with this podcast, but that video game is probably one of the hardest video games of all time. I remember uh, one of our friends trying to beat it, and uh, it was nearly impossible. So, well, uh, what else would you like to talk about in regards to uh, Japanese manga or maybe even American comics? Well, first I'm just going to open up the soda here so you have a word. Okay, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, for the people who can't see it, uh, basically it comes in like a glass bottle, and we have this tab here that you just put on like this a glass ball here. And okay. It takes a bit of force. Wow. Yeah, and then you can see like the ball drops down there, and it... Uh, that's uh, that actually what ca- carbonates it. No way! Now that is the coolest thing I've seen. Uh, that is very neat. Yeah, and when you drink it, you just make sure that like this ball like kind of lands on this like wedge here. So really, it's not a carbonated drink until it hits that little ball there. I think that's how it works. Yeah, that is interesting, and like- I had I had no idea what this was, but now I'm, I'm looking at this. This is one of the coolest things uh, I've seen. And you guys have to check this out on YouTube because it is totally different than how we drink pop. Usually, you know, we just open up the lid and there you go. But this, it almost looks like a marble in there or something. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, Alex's demonstration on that on my YouTube channel because that is very neat. Uh, that caught me off guard. I actually just thought it was a twist top and – uh, very cool. Yeah, and you you, t- you mentioned earlier how <clears throat> uh, how it uh, like the portion sizes are a lot much, smaller. Than much her. smaller. Yep. Like a, if I were reaching in my fridge and grab a can of Pepsi, there's 150 calories in that. This has like nearly half that at 70. Does this use real sugar? I, I guess I don't even know, but that. I, let's see, it does have high fructose corn syrup in it. Okay, so there is there is a little sugar and there is a little. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not. 100% healthy for you, but no. it is a much smaller portion. So, yeah, um, not nearly as much, and it's definitely a lot less sweet. It's a lot less sweet. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Where do you find something like this? Uh, you can, well, there's, there's a few places you can. I mean, obviously, you know, the most like obvious basic one is like Amazon okay. or like the Asian food market. Uh, that's not what I did though. See, I actually found these in one of the comic shops at the uh, Comic Junction. You can buy ramen and uh, uh, Pocky there. Pocky is basically like a Japanese snack. Oh, wow. Ramen. And what does that, what does that kind of entail? Pocky's basically just like, uh, he's like really thin, like wafer sticks with like chocolate on them. That's all it is. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's very neat. So if uh, any of my listeners are interested in any of this stuff, uh, probably check Amazon. Maybe I can find a link for it and link it. If it is on Amazon, I can probably link it into the show notes and uh, so you guys can check it out. But, uh, yeah, very cool. That caught me That caught me off guard. That was uh, not what I was expecting. <clears throat> well, is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to anime and uh i I know uh i talked to you the day uh, that author passed away and uh i remember you saying this is just horrible for the community because we're gonna uh not only miss out on one of our favorite uh creators but um you're missing out on your story so uh hopefully for your sake and for all the other fans sake uh, they can create the end of that and uh you'll be able to see what happens with the ending. But uh, is there anything you're looking forward to in the future um, from other creators? 
Uh, yeah, just uh, well, <laughs> Junji Ito. Funny I mentioned him. He actually just dropped one of his books last month. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's got like, another one coming out in December. Oh wow! So they they do give you release dates on when these are coming out, and yep. uh, and is this something you could subscribe to? So whenever these authors come out with a new comic, you could just receive it in the mail and uh, get it on the opener. I mean, I never have, but you can pre-order them. Okay. And I'm assuming also that a lot of this stuff is very collectible. Is this something uh, that you collect or uh, is there value to all these old, old books? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure there's a a part of it. You probably got to keep it in its original packaging or something, but. uh, I mean, they're valuable to me just because the stories are so good. Right. Do you read them more than once? Yeah, sometimes. Usually I'm always looking for like the, like another, like really good story, I Mm -hmm. guess. So every book that you brought here looks like it is Japanese. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it is. Is there any creators or I, I should say authors in America that you're, uh, impressed with? Oh, let's see. I'm guessing you read like the old Batman and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, um, Scott Snyder had a really good Batman run. Okay. And or, or even like, uh, like Edgar Allan Poe. I like his stuff too. Or, Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like did did he do comics and stuff? Or? No. Okay. No. Yeah. But you're asking me about like authors. Right, I mean, true. like, um, yeah, I like Edgar Allan Poe. I actually recently read. Oh, oh yeah. I, you can actually get uh, in Barnes and Noble like the um, uh, they have a uh, they do have American stories like say uh, Frankenstein and like Edgar Allan Poe and like Bram Stoker's Dracula. You can find those in actually manga style at uh, Barnes and Noble. I picked oh, them wow. up recently. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, they take the stories and then they translate or they. They turn them into they manga. They turn them into comics. That's yeah. very neat. That's cool. So there is a huge uh, demand for this kind of content. I mean, just when I looked it up on the internet, I was like, man, I, I know nothing about this. Uh, when I think of it, I just think of the comics and stuff, you know, in the newspaper, and that's about it. But uh, it's a whole other world, basically. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, yeah, we definitely have, like, a, you know, a lot more to cover because um, – yeah, there's actually a pretty good conversation to have, like just on like the evolution of that, because on the on the uh, the growing like market for it in America. Let's hear it. Yeah, because in like the 1970s, you know, when I talk about like when Devilman was made, like you know, manga in America was practically like unheard of. In fact, like even even in like Japan, like uh, Go Nagai, the writer of Devilman, was uh, kind of frowned upon. People didn't really want their kids like are reading his stuff. <laughs> I, you know, with the title of Devil Man, I could see why. I guess, <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, go th- keep going through this. This is a uh, good education for me. Yeah. Um, I would say like it probably wasn't until like maybe like the 80s when like it started to develop like something of a presence because I think even like even in the 80s, um, a comic conventions like happened and there were like you would find maybe like the odd person there who would actually you know know something about it. Uh, but I don't think it really like started to pick up until the nineties. Cause you had like, um, I think actually, um, yeah, like Pokemon was a big one. You remember Pokemon was huge. Absolutely. That's, you know, I'd say it's still huge today. I mean, just well, a couple years ago, I think they were having toys or actually, you know, when the McDonald's opened up in town here, we got a McDonald's and I think their first toys were Pokemon cards. 
for the kids' meals. So you know it's big when McDonald's is uh, giving it away for kids' meals. So I mean, we could practically like almost have like an entire episode just on Pokemon because it was like such a big part of my childhood. <laughs> if we had that episode, we'd have to bring uh, Isaac Olson, who's been on the show in the past, and we'd also have to bring Jacob Olson uh, on the show uh, as well because both of them, I know, were big into Pokemon. So, uh, And I know you are as well, so... Uh, so were you a big card collector? Did you get all the... I I had the cards. I had a Pokemon Blue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So do you still have the cards? That's a big question. Because yeah. I, I think they're very valuable right now, aren't they? I'm sure they are. Mine probably aren't because I didn't take the greatest care of them because I was a dumb kid. <laughs> How about, is it uh, uh, the holographic, is it Charizard? The, the top one to get? <laughs> Yeah, funny story about that. It's like, that was the one, like, if you had that, you were the cool kid. Yep, right. But it's like, unless you're me, you basically just, like, you know, waited years and years until you were, like, 25 and you had the money to just buy those cards. I, like, went into, the like, the card shop and it's like, all right, I want your Charizard, <laughs> I want your Mewtwo, like, give them all over. You're not going to risk it opening the packs. You're just going to go in, buy what you want. That's but, right. But now if you do that, those cards are probably, I don't know, how much are, is something like that worth? Would it be 100 bucks? No, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that much, like just for me to uh, for me to get those cards, um, because they probably weren't in like mint condition, you know. Okay, yep. But for me just to have them, it wasn't wasn't bad. But uh, yeah, for jeez, if someone was like, you know, if someone was like smart enough to actually like keep that in like the sleeve since they were like a kid and hold on, yeah, that's definitely got value. Get it uh, graded by PSA or something and have them in that. Uh... I don't know if it's glass or plastic case. Yeah, that's probably worth quite a bit. But. Yeah, but right. So, like, everyone knows, like, Pokemon and, like, the huge, like, cultural impact that had in the 90s. Um, you've probably heard of, yeah, I think we mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yu-Gi-Oh, yep. Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, and Beyblade. That yep. was, like, people's, like, childhood a lot, and, like, that's all anime. Beyblade. Yeah. That is Japanese anime? Yeah. I did not know that. I've got a nephew who is big into collecting those, they're, like, little Beyblade um, tops. Yep. And uh, is that what the comics are about? See, I've never, act, I have personally never found Beyblade manga. I'm sure it's probably out there, but yeah, the anime was unquestionably here during like probably early 2000s or something like wow. that. Wow, see, I had no idea. See, that's something I've heard of, and the only reason I've heard of it is because of the toys they have today. And like I said, they're like uh, little tops, and you get different versions of them. And you can even get a little ring for them, and they kind of battle each other. So I'm assuming it's kind of like a Pokemon story where the um, characters battle each other. Is that? Uh, do you know anything about? Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a sports competition of some kind, I guess you could say. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Um, but no, that was like so. Like all those four that I just mentioned, that was probably. I mean, obviously, Pokemon was the biggest one that had. That was probably, like, an instrumental, like, influence on, like, anime in the West here. Um, but, oh, also, also, uh, um, do you know anything about the Final Fantasy games? Do you? Uh, I don't know too much about them. I always thought they were cool looking, uh, very cool looking. I never actually got one and got the chance to play one, but I always thought they looked very cool. And is that based off of a comic? Okay, so those are, uh, the Final Fantasy games are not uh, based on uh, manga, but there is, like, especially in, like, Final Fantasy X, that's actually my favorite personally, but um, <laughs> there's, like, certain, like, ways in which they, like, talk and, like, show emotion and they, like, you know, uh, they animate themselves, like, in a way that is actually, like, very 
anime. You know, that is okay. very much in that style. Very neat. Uh, so they, they took inspiration from the comics. You said even though it's not necessarily a comic. Well, they, they yeah, I mean, lot. it's a Japanese uh, video game that just kind of had, like, some of, like, that that stylization to it and like you know final fantasy 7 came what well, came to america in 1997 and that was a huge hit and um right yeah that's you know i think that also played a bit of a part into it too with kind of like the it's you know building of culture over in america very cool um so getting past the 90s and into like the 2000s um i think the early 2000s was probably when all like the like the three like most like the biggest um, uh, titles in a shonen anime were kind of like making themselves uh, over to the West here, or maybe like, uh, maybe like mid two thousands, because um, I know like probably other than Pokemon, my first big experience with uh, anime was actually probably when they started showing it on Cartoon Network. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I know like uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie from Cartoon Network, but not too. What are some of the shows that, uh, you're talking about like Pokemon and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that the shows you're? Uh, yeah, sorta. But okay. like, uh, but on Cartoon Network, like you know, like I would say, oh, maybe like later at night. Um, I would say maybe around like seven, eight, or something like that. Uh, they would have like more like these, um, these uh, Shonen ones, like you know, Naruto and Bleach and like One Piece. Um, you know, again, the three biggest like Shonen ones. Um. You go to like an anime convention, everyone knows who that is because at some point they were watching Cartoon Network and then, you know, they learned about this stuff. See, that's why I knew you were the guy for this episode because uh, you not only read this, you're not only a big fan, but you do go to a lot of these conventions. Uh, do you learn a lot at those or do you meet a lot of cool people who are also tied into the community as well? And yeah. I guess, uh, are they anime conventions or are they called, is it called Comic Con or what? Uh, yeah, um, some of those conventions, like, have a different themes. I know, um, you know, uh, Anime Fargo, unfortunately, couldn't happen this year, but that one is specifically uh, geared more towards, like, anime. But, of course, it's, like, you know, other subjects are talked about, too, like other fictional characters. Like, uh, you know, even at, even at like, Comic-Con, which I believe is in Canada this year, like, yeah, I'm sure anime is probably talked about. It's just not the main focus. But, like, okay. they kind of just cover, like, nerd culture in general, I guess you could say. they Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I've seen photos from some of these events that you've attended, and it seems like everyone there dresses up as their favorite characters. Uh, yeah, we'll have more on that later. Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so pe- people who are like, if you were like, you know, like 11, 12, 13, sometime in like, you know, the 2000s, yeah, chances are, and you were watching Cartoon Network later at night, chances are you probably you know, watched, you know, either Naruto or Bleach or something like that, and that was, or... Or if you watch like Dragon Ball Z, I know that was another big one. That, that was a big one. I've heard of that one. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of people saw that one. Um, but um, yeah, and then actually, you know, I remember like on, on Adult Swim too. They actually started to show like some of the more like I guess like mature ones. Mm-hmm. Like um, I know when I was like maybe oh I don't know like fifteen or so. I remember uh, like Death Note was a big one. Death Note kind of made its way to uh, Adult Swim. And uh, me and my stepbrother watched that, and, like, Death Note was huge. I remember, like, that having a huge, like, explosion in anime. People just loved that one. And it it was so weird because it's, like, Death Note is not really, it's not, like, an action-based anime. It's kind of more like a detective work. It's like Cat and Mouse. Now, there's a supernatural aspect to it, too, because what it's about is, like, this genius high school student, uh, 
uh, finds this notebook and he finds that like if he writes anyone's name in it, they'll die of a heart attack. And oh he, my! And he can actually specify like how they uh, die. Oh man! Yeah, it seems like uh, just hearing a little bit about this, looking at the covers of these books and stuff, it looks like uh, <laughs> violence is a big part of this. Is it not necessarily violent in every aspect? I mean, like, I mean, I guess. I mean, like, uh, I would say, like, you know, Shonen stuff has a lot of, like, you know, action. A lot of it's, like, mm-hmm. action-based just because of its demographic, but not necessarily. I mean, there is, like, actually, oh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up. There's actually, you know, it covers, like, a wide range of, like, topics, actually. There's romance anime. There's, uh, uh there's actually sports anime, too. Like, wow. you, you can actually watch, uh, there's one on Netflix. I, I, I don't know if it's still there, but there's this one called uh, Haikyuu. Okay. Uh, Haikyuu is actually about uh, high school students uh, playing basketball, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that caught me off guard. I thought it was all... Oh, no. There's definitely, like... Yeah, anime covers, like, a bunch of topics. Basically <laughs> anything? Pretty much I mean, anything, it, yeah. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> actually, uh, one that uh, me and my coworker just finished watching uh, not long ago was one about uh, working out. It was kind of a funny one. It was called uh, How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. Okay. So, I mean, and, and are these current... Uh, or are are those ones that were wrote a long time ago as well? No, Dumbbells is pretty recent. Okay, very cool. And where do you find these kind of shows? Uh, you can find them on, I would say, Netflix or actually, um, actually I have the Crunchyroll app here on my phone. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's most, like, is that a app for watching? Yeah. I'm not going to show the camera this, right, yep. but like, uh, I'll just show Preston. Like, yep. so yeah, uh, you can like download the Crunchyroll app. It's free and you can actually, uh, watch uh, anime, um, both, uh, subbed, uh, and dubbed it's, you know, so you can watch it in uh, Japanese with the subtitles there, or you can just, you know, I think not all of them have English, but I'd say if you want more English dub, you'd probably have to subscribe to Funimation. Okay. So what yeah. do you prefer? Is that something that, uh, fans are, uh, strict on like, Hey, we've got to watch this the way it was meant to be with subtitles. Or do you like it when they translate? I knew that was going to come up today. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah, this is kind of like a touchy subject. I have no idea why it is. I think there's just some, I don't know. There's just some, like, I don't want to call them purists. Some people just really prefer the kind of Japanese like way of speaking. I, maybe it is just like the, you know, originality idea behind it, uh, that aspect of it. But, um, I think sometimes if I kind of want to just like, it, it really depends, you know, I guess I've kind of gotten to the point where I'll just watch either one. If it's on like Netflix, maybe I'll watch it on, on dub, but like Crunchyroll, it's always easier for me just to watch it, um, in Japanese and well, you know, read the subtitles along with it. So how much do you think is lost in the translation? <laughs> There's gotta be a little bit. Uh, yeah. Have you ever thought about trying to learn the Japanese language just so you don't miss out on any of the little nuances of, of the, of your favorite shows? I only know like a few words, okay. like some of like the slang terms. Oh, or... <laughs> that's interesting too. Cause it sounds like you watch a lot of this stuff. Do you kind of pick up on what they're saying? And, uh, I know that if like at one point, one of the characters calls the other Baka, it means they're calling him an idiot or oh, stupid. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you do pick up a little bit on some of this stuff. Yeah. And there's like the honorifics, like there's a, uh, like, uh, there's like a, uh, like San and Chan and, um, uh, Senpai stuff like that <laughs> And I don't know what any of that is, but uh, yeah, we, don't, we don't really need to go into that. I mean, <laughs> right, so. you, you can just you can Google it if you want yep. to. They're basically just honorifics referring to like, like I think, I think if you're per- referring to like someone in the 
senior position. I think it's son or like, it's basically kind of a way of saying, sir. Oh, okay. Or is like, Oh, I think a uh, Kun K U N is actually referring to like, if I were to, I mean, obviously this probably doesn't apply to us, but say, yep. if, say if you were like my student, I would maybe call you like Preston Kun. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. kind of just referring to someone who's just kind of like lower in rank than you or something okay, like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's <laughs> all this interesting stuff. Who knew it would come from basically comics? I mean, and, and it looks like you've got a lot of other notes on it. Is yeah. there anything else we missed? Yeah, well, uh, probably <laughs> endless things, huh? First of all, I can already see like if some people are are like you know as in the anime as like I am, I can already see some people saying like like oh my god, I can't believe he pronounced that wrong. It's not pronounced that way, but whatever. But, right, and as far as pronunciation, is it anime? Or is it manga? Or yeah, that's how you say it. That's how you say it. Okay, yeah, because yep. I was curious because someone asked me today. I said that's what the show is going to be on today, and they're like, ah, isn't it? Isn't it uh, pronounced differently? I said, I have no idea. We'll learn tonight. So. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about is actually uh, the uh, the emergence of uh, this uh, chat room. Like, I wonder like how many people are gonna like recognize this reference, but like. This one's pretty niche. Like, I remember, like, in my teens, like, maybe, like, 14, 15, there was, like, this this online chat room called Gaia Online. And um, it's not unlike The Sims, but it was, like, all, like, anime-themed. You could basically create your, like, own avatar, and you could, like, play games and, like, stuff like that and just, like, you know, chat with people. And it was all just, like, yeah, the the aesthetic of it was very uh, Japanese anime-looking. Okay, very cool. So uh, is that something you were a part of? Did you... Is it a video game? No, it's not a video game. It's okay. just a, like a chat room, kind of like okay. The Sims. But like, I mean, yeah, I did that for like maybe a couple of years and then I stopped. Okay. Yeah, I just, and so you go on there, you create your character, and then you just yeah, you just chat with people. Okay. Play, play games. Uh, get collect money. Get you know. I'll, yeah. Uh, maybe I think like yeah, you collect currency to like get new stuff. You know. Very unlock, interesting. Unlock <laughs> new clothes and stuff like that. But yeah. Um. But yeah, oh yeah, I was going to talk about how, I was going to talk about like how that stuff, like how uh, anime actually like makes its way to the, to America just in right. general. Yep. So yeah, obviously like, um, when they, when they take like, uh, when they take like a manga, like let's say Naruto, um, they'll basically say like, okay, so now, you know, we want to turn this into an anime. We want to make this a show. So they animate it and then they do the, like the voiceovers, you know, with their actors and um and they subtitle it you know for Americans but um you know when we like as a westerners like consume it there might be other like um there's other like uh uh animation studios uh in America that will actually like say like hey we want to get in on this we want to get like in in on like part of the profit and hey like we'll dub this we'll actually dub this like in English so like Americans don't have to read subtitles they can just watch it in English oh wow yeah okay and, uh that sounds amazing so uh with that process, you get a bunch of different companies involved. Who basically is it? Uh, the originator of the show who gets the royalties for it, or is it uh, just kind of whoever? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, how does that all work? I guess I, I don't really know the specifics, but I know there's kind of like a risk aspect to it. Like uh, I know um, there are certain um, studios that are kind of that are kind of gutsy. Who it's like even if even if they don't think an anime is going to sell well, they'll still like go for it anyway. But usually that's not the case. Usually they'll say, it's like, okay, we got something like bleach, huge title. Mm-hmm. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to uh, um, do our dubs like over this. It's going to make us a lot of money. 
You know, so that's usually what they go for. They go for like bestsellers. They go for like just whatever's like, you know, big or whatever. But I have actually seen a lot more, surprisingly, I have seen increasingly lately a bit more, um, you know, not as popular stuff, more niche stuff actually. Okay. Start to be <laughs> dubbed and yeah. And I suppose, uh, you know, those episodes might not have as many followers, but I bet a lot of those episodes get a lot of, a lot more dedicated followers, even though they're lower in numbers. Yeah. Cult followings are definitely a thing. Right. Yeah. I believe it. And especially in something like this, cause it seems like, uh, well, you're a good example of, uh, someone who's been following this for a long time. And, uh, obviously I'd say you're a big fan at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but actually, there's there's actually kind of a funny story about that. So last winter, I watched this uh, anime on, uh, what was it? I think it was actually just on YouTube. It was called uh, Ghost Stories. Okay. And uh, Ghost Stories in Japan, when they made it, like, uh, you know, flubbed so badly, it did so badly with the audiences in Japan that, like... They basically told, you know, uh, yeah, American, um, American, like, dub studios, like, you know, we don't even care about this. You can have it. We don't even want ghost stories. Do whatever you want with it. And so the American studio was just like, great. Okay, so they dubbed it, but they dubbed, like, all their lines were made to be hilarious. It wasn't anything like the original. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So is that kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of that show where they're doing the obstacle courses and stuff, and then they've got... Um, what was that show called? I know what you're talking about, but it is a lot like that. Yeah, I know. Was it called MXC? Something like where that. They, where they do, I, I forget, but they're doing like obstacle courses and they're talking in a different language, but they have different subtitles. And I, I don't know if it's really what they're saying or not, but that sounds interesting. So they just kind of took it, made it their own. And uh, it sounds like people enjoy it. I mean, is it a good show or is it is it a flop in America as well? I mean, like, it's just something to watch. It's just kind of laughing and be like, ah, look oh. what happened here. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, real quickly, I want to show the camera just a page. Of, uh, yeah, so this is another one of uh, Jinji Ito's works. It's actually probably his most popular. It's called Uzumaki. Okay. And I actually learned a lot about Jinji Ito's works and Uzumaki from a panel that I was at at Anime Fargo. It was a specifically like a horror panel where he was uh, talking about all about like the horror manga, but specifically like Jinji Ito, just because he's so big over there. Um, You've never met this author, no. okay? Is he? He's probably just uh, he's too big time, huh? Am I allowed is, to show like explicit content on the camera? Or do okay, uh, probably not. We'll probably get uh, fined and copyright. Uh, okay, yeah, probably taken down on YouTube, but yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I'll just show the cover. Yep, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, if you want to get yep. Uzumaki, it's a pretty good scary story. <laughs> Don't want to scare any of the kids out there listening or watching, but uh, yeah, it sounds. <clears throat> yeah, so I kind of like went over like a bit of like the mainstream success, right? Um, oh, actually, oh, I want to talk about like this one too. This is a com okay. This is a comic got kill. Um, this is, uh, the reason I brought this one is to, you know, so I showed you some like art styles from the, uh, like sixties and like nineties. The, the reason I showed a comic got killed today is probably because it's kind of one of the more like contemporary art styles. It's a uh, very like, yeah, it's kind of a more like, kind of like modern update. Yeah. If I, if I'm looking at this right now, I would describe it as what I would think of as a modern comic. And I mean, it, it doesn't look. 
super different than a lot of the comics I, I've seen. So it, it looks very neat, but yeah. So I can show this. This is safe. Okay, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching online, you can check out uh, one of the pages from, uh, what was this book called? Oh yeah. This is called a comic got Hill. And if you take note, the cover is actually the back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the reason I showed that one is because like that's probably a good example of what the style is. That's a pretty common like art style you use. Obviously, it depends on like the the artist, the illustrator. They're all gonna have like different ways of like doing it. But uh, that was kind of uh, just a more like a modern example. Um, and the uh, last uh, couple of manga I brought here is just a couple of volumes of Berserk. And this is the one that you said you don't know if it's gonna finish, right? <laughs> Sadly, I, yeah, yeah, I right. don't know. But yeah, um, it looks cool. It looks like uh, it could turn into, uh, you know, it looks like a cover. Uh, I don't know if you've uh, the old game Virtual Fighter. Uh, I don't know what that is. No. Okay, it looks like the same kind of characters to me. But uh, oh yeah, see, I just kind of want to show you this real quick. This is um. The reason I brought this is because, like, uh, Kentaro Miura's, like, art style. So, by the way, he did, like, virtually all this himself. This is basically one guy writing the story, writing uh, all of the art. I, w I was going to ask you that, too. Are the authors usually the person who illustrates the comics, or do they usually have a team of people? <clears throat> okay, I don't know the specifics of how that works, but um, I know, I know, like, the... Artist is sometimes the illustrator and like some, even if they're not, I know they definitely have like a lot of control and say over what happens right. with that. Um, so in this case though, he is, he, he writes the stories and he does the, uh, comics. That's right. Which I would say makes it a lot cooler <laughs> because it seems like you're able to see the, the voice come through in the story and in the photos. So. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to show you a little bit how, like, his, like, art style uh, changed over time. So that's actually volume one. That okay. came out in, like, a, oh, God, late 80s, like, 89, something like that. And uh, for those of you uh, listening, I would just check out this uh, series so you can see some of this. Maybe go to a comic store or something. Barnes uh, & Noble. Does Barnes & Noble have uh, all the volumes of this? Yeah, usually? you can try Barnes & Noble or uh, Comic Junction. Okay, and this has changed a lot over time? Right, yeah. So that's volume one. That came out like a long time ago. This is, um, so this is like, this isn't the most recent one, but this is like a good example of how his artwork has changed and evolved. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a big difference. I mean, it's uh, going from the first one. I mean, the art was amazing still. I mean, it, obviously I couldn't do anything like that. But uh, but then going to volume, what is this, 36, the detail is so much more defined. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny because like Kentaro Miura, man, he was like, he was such a like a perfectionist that like he, he would spend like just – uh, like a crazy amount of time, like making shit like in his computer, or, like editing or whatever, like making sure every single pixel was just right. And even when his editor was saying like, hurry up, it's like, we need you to finish us. He was stubborn. Like, just like, nope, it's gotta be the way I want it. Otherwise I don't care. And so it probably took a long time for in between. <laughs> Berserk was infamous for hiatuses. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can see why looking at this art. I mean, uh, if you look at it, each little square is literally a piece of art yeah i mean uh this would take a crazy amount of time to be able to finish something like this so boy if they continue the story they're gonna have to find one good artist 
to well, to be able to execute that kind of detail and attention to detail because you look at that, like you said, everything is on point. Yeah, it's not going to work that way. He does have like a team of assistants that he was like training to like I would assume take over for him because he was like having health problems and he eventually oh, okay. he had like. It wasn't a heart attack. It was kind of like an aortic dissection, and okay. that pretty much just like you know that you know you basically drop dead. You know, you be oof. Uh, that's that's no good. But uh, his work is amazing. I mean, I haven't read his stories, but the artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, I know. God, that was a sad day. It was just like <laughs> I got back like after work, and I was like watching all these YouTube videos, these like re- live reactions of people realizing that. That basically lost our modern-day Shakespeare, and, like, it was really sad. <laughs> I remember running into you that day at the gas station, and I remember you were crushed yeah. because uh, he had passed. And uh, I, I bet he would be super happy to see how he's impacted people's lives, you know, through his stories. And so uh, the time that went into those was not wasted. You know? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, now we can actually, uh, yeah, so now that I'm kind of getting into like, you know, present day, like mainstream success, we talked a little bit about, uh, like, um, conventions, right? Um, uh, yeah, obviously like Comic-Con or like anime Fargo, stuff like that. So I suppose you probably had questions about like what all goes on there. Right. I, I do. I see people dressing up. I see, uh, you post photos in as different characters and stuff, but yeah, what goes into uh, something like that. Actually, my most recent cosplay just went up a couple of days ago. I actually saw that. So yeah. you'll have to, um, we'll have to link your Facebook if you want me to on onto this episode. And if people have questions for you, uh, you'll have to let us know how they can get in contact with you, and maybe you could answer some of their questions. Okay, yeah, but, that's fine. But yeah, like yeah, that was actually uh, it was you know of this uh, anime. I did like a, Oh, very neat. I did a gender bent version of this character right here. And that character's name is That's a Kame. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, I when people people are hearing this, uh it's not like a Halloween type of thing uh when Alex talks about his uh costumes because I mean, they are detailed. I mean, I don't know anyone else who has a Batman uniform. It's probably nicer than the um costume they use for the movies really not I mean, really but well, i mean no. I, I mean it looks very detailed i mean yeah i mean I, I was impressed with how good it was right but then it seems like you uh take attention to details when you're doing all these other characters as well so what are the characters you've been in the past um let's see i have done batman uh and by the way like obviously these aren't all like anime characters but right like yep. um i've done batman i've done uh, Ash from the Evil Dead series, uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, um, uh, oh, uh, Guts from Berserk, the the main character from uh, from Berserk. Actually, I've done him. Okay, yeah, that was actually probably probably my favorite one thus far. Actually. Oh wow! Um, and uh, yeah, is, is that the one? I just was turning through the pages there, and I saw a guy with a gigantic that, sword. That would be him. Yeah, that was him. Yep. And I remember the costume. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, my inspiration for this most recent one though was, uh, was pretty interesting. Cause when I go to these cons, I, you know, I know, I kind of noticed that, uh, you know, you'll have, you'll have, um, you'll have women doing like uh, female versions of male characters. Right. And yeah. I thought, and I was like, I was like, wow, that's really cool. That's actually like a really good idea. So I know it's like less common for like, you know, guys to do that to like, you know, female characters. But I thought, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try a comic. I'm going to give that a shot. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
Are you going to wear that costume to a convention coming up? Uh, well, not this year because it got canceled. Okay. But may, maybe, maybe next year. Is there any others around uh, this area other than Fargo? Uh, well, let's see. I will check out ValleyCon in October. So uh, you you were about to get into it, and then we got sidetracked a little bit. What does go on at these conventions? I've always been curious. What happens at stuff like this? Is there like contests to see? Uh, who has the best costume or the best rendition of their favorite characters? Uh, that is one aspect of it. Yeah, I, um, yeah. So the the cosplay contests like are a thing, and there's like uh, different categories for it. Like sometimes, oh, so, uh, I think there's like a beginner level, and they're like a mid tier, and then like upper level or whatever. But uh, there's also like a couples. You know, there's a award okay. for like uh, like couple cosplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, yeah, it's. People don't necessarily like do it just for that. It's just to kind of like, you know, be a fan and, you know, have a good time with people who uh, share a similar interest. And I bet a lot of those people know everything about these comics you just brought up. Yeah. A lot of them. So that's kind of neat. A lot on this channel and a lot on my uh, podcast has to do with YouTube. And I'm curious to know, uh, has YouTube uh, been a place for people to upload their uh, comics and stuff like have you have you seen more of this content coming out on YouTube? Um, I've seen like a lot of like reviews of them. Okay, and um, some some people just kind of they might read them and like do their like commentary with them or you know with their manga or comics. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't. I have to ask: Have you ever thought about doing this? I know it's a big passion of yours. Have you ever thought about starting a YouTube channel talking about anime and? Uh, Japanese comics. No, I got too many hobbies. Too many hobbies. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely come back if awesome. you want. If you want me oh, to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah. So yeah. Aside from like cosplay contests, there's also um, I'd say probably one of the biggest, uh, probably like the biggest reason that people go to cons, like other than just to hang out, is uh, panels. So uh, panels are basically like these like rooms that um, like uh, people will like, uh, or people who have something to say will like uh, rent out, and they'll basically do like, oh, either like a PowerPoint or some sort of like, some like raise some sort of like question or like uh, sometimes there's like, in panels sometimes there's like trivia or there's like you know debates on like manga or on uh, certain characters or something like that. Um, <laughs> maybe they talk about like plot holes and whether that works or something. I don't know something like that. Um, yeah, there's just a uh, wide variety of like so subjects. It's like a very detailed kind of like book club, basically. I mean, you you dive into each story, and you've got different panels, basically dissecting all these books. <laughs> I've been I've been to a panel before where <laughs> they basically it was like there was like these like heated debates over like uh, who was like the <laughs> who was like the best you know leading lady from each like anime or something like that. And there was people arguing about. Yeah. It. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Have you ever actually. seen any fist fights go on at these conventions? <laughs> uh, no one wants to risk not coming back. So that's no. that's right. Yep. <laughs> I think there was one guy who said he got like thrown out because he like said something offensive or something. I don't know. And he was. He was probably defending his favorite character, huh? That, or <laughs> I didn't. That's even interesting. Ask. <laughs> That's interesting to me too, because I, uh, I've often wondered what goes on at those conventions. And um, yeah, there's a, there's also vendors. There's a room where um, where there's a, like a ton of merch set up. You know, vendors will have like um, oh, certainly. How to describe it? I've seen like you know T-shirt vendors or like artwork vendors or like uh, like they've got like plushie or maybe they'll sell Japanese snacks like ramen, ramen oh, or pocky. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Just, you know, people selling, selling merch. Do they ever sell exclusive content, like maybe an unreleased comic or something like that that uh, you can't get anywhere else? Is I, there incentives like that when you go to these conventions? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I know they sell, sell like, like older stuff. They might sell maybe, like, more niche stuff that you haven't, like, heard of. Or they might, like, advertise, you know, certain, like, manga. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <clears throat> um, let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, vo- voice actors show up, too. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so who are some of the voice actors you've got to hear? Um, Paul St. Peter is a big one. He's a, he visits Anime Fargo a lot. Um, and Paul St. Peter has been a lot. And I mean a lot. He's been in like a, he's voiced a lot of anime. And I'd say like his biggest role, well, not his biggest, but like one of his like standout roles is probably in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask about Kingdom Hearts because that's one of the most well-known video games and it definitely has uh it has definitely has that anime style to it it, it definitely has that style to it so but uh, yeah paul st peter actually voiced the main antagonist uh from kingdom hearts 2 his name is Zemnis. oh wow so he's actually his voice is in the video game <laughs> yeah meeting him like in a panel was so crazy i was like oh my god that's Zemnis. <laughs> yeah like, oh so god. uh it would <laughs> that's awesome did you get to actually talk to him or do you just listen at these events like did you get his autograph or anything i i wish i had at least gotten a photo with him but uh, he did ask for the sword i was carrying oh okay. because like there was like it was a joke there were some people like making noise next door he just looks at me he's like give me that sword he's like <laughs> oh so you actually interacted with this guy yeah. that, that's very cool so and you said he's uh he commonly comes to the one in fargo he was supposed to come this year until it got canceled, so okay. that, that's a huge bummer. That is a big bummer, and hopefully they have it next year. I mean, have they said if they're going to hold it next year? Hopefully. Well, if not, you're going to have to try and find another one in the area. Maybe uh, Minneapolis or something would have uh, something like that. But uh, uh, One other thing I forgot to mention about like the vendors, and I can't believe this slipped my mind, but they also sell uh, figurines of like uh, certain anime characters. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I haven't, like... I don't really have any of those. Some people have like have a lot of them. I've only gotten one from like uh, it was a character from One Piece, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, was like, I always like the kind of little characters and stuff. I always have my wrestlers up here. Yeah, and I, I like that kind of stuff. So and these it, are these are sculpted really well. It, is it like uh, oh, what are they like bobbleheads or what? Uh, ah, I think that'd be, have to be something to Google. They're not bobbleheads or okay. Funko Pops. They're Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. that's what they are. They're not like that. Oh, they're not yeah. like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that's kind of what came to mind is a Funko Pop, and I know that's that's big now. And I bet a lot of your favorite characters are Funko Pops, aren't they? Mm, I would say like more like mainstream anime are Funko Pops. Yes. Um, God, I I don't have very I don't really have very many actually. I should look into that, but yeah, it's I think Funko Pops are generally more of a Western thing. Okay, yeah. they are pretty cool. The only thing is. Uh, uh, I could see where you could fall down the rabbit hole of having to buy all of your favorite characters that <laughs> get mm-hmm. super expensive. So, but yeah, it's like going to these cons and like showing off this cosplay that you've worked on hard on like all year is like is very rewarding when uh, you know people walk up to you and they, you know, when I was like guts and they say it's like oh my god, like you look so cool. It's like it's like I love that. Like guts is amazing. And and the yeah. other thing I noticed from your Facebook, it looks like a lot of these other characters want to take pictures with you. It seems like, I mean, when you're, when you're dressed up as these other characters, it seems like you got pictures with a lot of other people and are these people you know, or are they people no, that, uh, no. you just 
just meet at these conventions? Uh, I mean, some of them I know already. I mean, usually, like, a lot of them are just kind of, like, you know, random people who are just fans of the stuff, who are just fans of anime. And, like, they, they see someone, like, dresses as their favorite character, and they're just like, oh, my God, I need a picture with that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, um, another thing I should bring up is... Uh, so, like, um, at, at these cons, like, there's also, um, like... Uh, uh, after dark, there's um like there's certain like rooms like set up that actually have uh, like for adults that you can actually have like you know, no drinks and like mm-hmm. alcohol in them and just okay. kind of party it up in there. Okay. Um, Anime Fargo usually has a rave room actually. Oh my! So <laughs> yeah. it gets it gets wild at these conventions. Yeah, too. I don't do that. Yeah, okay. I don't. <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, actually, some of the best panels, in my opinion, though, are the 18 plus ones because it's like you're kind of allowed to do like a lot of crazier stuff. Like for example, um. There was one I was at that uh, that was basically like so they took like manga and they basically turned it into like Mad Libs. Okay. So they were like, um, or yeah, or they they were basically people were just like adding like all these like these like crazy slangs and like actions or whatever to just like fill into the manga. And when someone read them, it turned out like hilarious. It was all oh, these okay. like lewd jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <these>, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like uh, I mean. And, and have you ever been to any other conventions other than the one in Fargo? Uh, I have not. Uh, sorry to say, That's, but okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to fix that though. I'm uh, now that Anime Fargo like isn't happening this year. I'm going to check out um, ValleyCon, which I think is it's in the same place, but I think that one's actually a bit bigger. I noticed that one goes on for like four days. And oh that, wow! Yeah, that one's not specifically anime. That covers like a lot of like uh, you know comics, video games, stuff like that. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I also wanted to mention, um, uh, just sort of like, uh, where like anime is kind of like a now where right. it is, where it is a uh, present day. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely like a lot, like it, it's a lot harder to miss it these days. Like, um, like, uh, Barnes and Noble, for example, has a huge selection of manga. Whereas like back in like the early 2000s, you could really only find that stuff at like media play. Boy, that is a blast from the past. Media play. I, yeah. I haven't thought of that in a long time. Uh, that's that's interesting. So now it's, I mean, you can go to Barnes & Noble. They've got all the stuff you want, basically. Yeah. I or would, is there still some comics that you got to go find online? And I would say before Barnes & Noble, you could really only get this stuff in Fargo, either like Media Play or like Comic Junction. It was definitely a much more niche thing. But, uh, you know, it's gotten so popular, they can't ignore it anymore. Like, um, you know, Barnes & Noble has realized, like, wow, there's this huge market of people who like manga. It's like, we got to get in on this. And it's like, yeah, like, they get they get good sales. It, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure the sales increase a lot. And uh, like I said, I was just totally blown away to see how big this really was when I did a little research before the show. And uh, it's been a lot of fun learning about uh a little bit about the culture, a little bit about uh, all the different authors and uh, all the different stuff behind anime, uh, comics, uh, Comic-Con, all this stuff. And it's been fun having you on the show. Uh, before I let you go, though, and uh, I have to go through, it's kind of like a lightning round where oh. I ask a bunch of stuff. Um, hopefully we'll find out a little bit more about Alex, uh, not so much about, uh, Japanese manga, and in the future, if uh, Alex is willing, hopefully we can have him on the show again. Uh, if anything comes up in the uh, Japanese manga or anime world that he wants to talk about, uh, 
we'll definitely have to have him on again because I'm sure a lot of people are going to like this episode because it's totally off the wall for the content I create. Uh, uh, Alex probably doesn't know. Most of the, my podcast episodes are geared towards technology, YouTube, podcasting. Um, so this is totally different, but it's been a lot of fun to learn something totally new. Can I make one more quick point, please? Absolutely. Okay, okay real yes. fast here. Um, uh, so like, um, I want to use the example of Hot Topic because I remember like uh, when I was when I was a teenager or like you know like way before that, Hot Topic was kind of known as like the place for like you know goth and like emo kids, like all like the mall goss. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird how like that. It's so weird. Like that place has <laughs> just like evolved with like my taste because now when you walk in there. It's like, it's like all anime stuff now. Like really? there's a bunch of like anime shirts and merch in there. And I was just like, I was like, wow, same with comics. Like basically the nerds like showed up in droves and now they can't ignore us anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're, um, like you said, uh, Barnes and Noble and places like that, um, are probably making a lot more sales selling, um, people's favorite content, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I'm done. Go ahead. Very interesting. All <clears throat> right. Uh, let's see here. First question. What is your favorite video game ever made? Oh, my favorite video game. <laughs> I know some of these questions are going to be tough. That's hard. I'm just off the top of my head. I'm going to say Final Fantasy X. Okay. All right. I might know the answer to this one, but who is your favorite actor? Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, that's exactly who I was thinking of when I brought that question up. <clears throat> All right. If you could go out to lunch with anyone in the world, past or present, who would it be? Hmm. Past or present? Let's see. I mean, I suppose maybe Kentaro Miura now. Right. That's yeah, that's me. a good point. Uh, uh, I, I, you, you guys could probably sit down and have a very interesting <clears throat> conversation. Yeah. I, I feel like I should pick someone like more important than that, but like he was just, he was such a great writer. I just can't help but like want to know what he would say. You know, absolutely. That no, that sounds awesome. All right, you are stranded on a deserted island. You have one. You can have one item airlifted to you or airdropped to you. What would that item be? I mean, other than water, <laughs> you can have water. Yep, that's all right. I mean, can't live on the island without water. That's can't true. <laughs> Good point. No. All right, if you were to create your own comic, what would be the subject matter? Oh. If I were to create my, um, okay, I would say it would have to be like dark fantasy of some kind. I think it would have to be like, it would have to mix like maybe some sort of like manga style, but also like kind of like, like a, like a role-playing game of some kind. Like it would kind of be like the Witcher or like maybe final fantasy or something like along those lines, but it would have like a really like serious storyline. And then I I have to add too, since you showed me. (laughs) how the artwork and stuff has changed. What would be your style? Would you like uh, illustrations based off of old comics or comics of today? See, I've always been a sucker for like uh, for 90s style. I don't know why okay. that is. I just kind of like the, I mean, I don't know. I think I have a bias towards the 90s, but like I just remember that being like a really interesting time. And I don't know. I just, I just like the retro look of 90s art for some reason, but that would be, it would be that. Maybe someday you could do that. It sounds very interesting. I mean, uh, it sounds like uh, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in that. All right, next question. Favorite food? Um, I would say probably probably shrimp hibachi or like um, 
sushi of some kind. Okay. Do yeah. you eat? Uh, what's your favorite place in Fargo? The uh, Izumi. Okay. Izumi. And is that uh, is yeah. that one that they do the shows kind of? No, you're thinking of Who Hot. Oh. Uh, no, I'm, uh, or is it something else? I'm thinking of the one over by McDonald's. Uh, um, man, I can't, I go to it once a year with my brother and it, they, it's a sushi place, but they do the, oh, um, I think I know you're talking about, but Osaka, is that what it's called? Maybe. Could be. I, I'm not sure, but, uh, all right. But yeah, shrimp, the shrimp, uh, noodle hibachi is really good. There you go. If you could make a guest appearance on a TV show of your choice, which show would you choose? Uh, can you repeat that, please? Yep. So if you could make a guest appearance on any TV show, uh, what would be the TV show you'd want to make an appearance on? God, that's hard. I don't really watch much TV anymore. Um, How about a movie? If you could make a guest appearance in any movie, what uh, would that be? Like, what are we talking Like a cameo or like a... Yep. Just uh, you're in the background, you know, kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers in Game of Thrones. You barely see him. <laughs> I would just say like maybe like a big like dc blockbuster of some kind like the new batman movie or something like that like okay like and, uh this is the most important question i've asked all night this is the one everyone's dying to know i know our friends are going to want to know this one too okay why are the minnesota vikings your favorite football team of all time uh, i have no favorite uh, <laughs> football team of all time i knew it uh, i had to uh, i had to throw that in there i had to try and twist things to get you to be a Minnesota Vikings fan, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, nothing against sports. Like I, I tried a lot of them and I just couldn't get into them. Yep. <laughs> that's all right. But, uh, we know if you were to like football, maybe you'd consider the Minnesota Vikings as your favorite team. I mean, are they ever going to win? Oh, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, I know that hurts. Uh, someday they're going to win for me. I hope, yeah. I hope we'll see. Well, with that, I, I really want to thank Alex for taking the time out of his day uh, to come over and give us a, really a history lesson on comics. And uh, like I said, when he came in here, uh, usually I don't have too many guests in the studio. Luckily, he's in the same city as me. And uh, he came prepared. He had notes, uh, a couple pages written down. He had a bunch of content. Uh, he gave a very cool demonstration with the um, Japanese pop, uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, just the way you open it blew my mind. It was very cool. So uh, we're definitely going to want to have Alex on again in the future. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I want to thank you all for listening. I've got a lot of fun stuff planned for the future, and we will see you next week. <laughs>